Hello, 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 people. It's so good to be back with you and with a bumper mixtape to celebrate reaching 10 episodes of the 10 Minute Dojo podcast. Yes, it's still me, Lee Taylor. And it hasn't been a great first quarter of 2019, as death has been playing its part with losing a pet, old acquaintances, and my JKD Carly instructor. But, hey, every day above ground is a good day. So, enjoy this mixtape, if you're from the 80s, you know what that's all about, of what we've achieved so far with this podcast project. And I'll be back with a new episode very soon. Oh yes, for one episode only, I've renamed it the 20-minute dojo before you state the obvious. (laughs) If you have a suggestion for the next episode... Drop me a line, leetaylorkarate at gmail.com. Enjoy. See you soon. Why the 10-minute dojo? Why 10 minutes? Could be I'm not that clever or don't have much to say. Or it could be I like information to be short, sharp, concise, to the point. <clears throat> no faff, no unnecessary blurb. As I said, time is precious to us all. So if you're like me, you can't listen for too long or watch instructional, informational videos for too long, I will get to the nitty-gritty so you can take the info and move on. I hope to get my point across in 10 minutes on a selected topic of mine or chosen by the listeners. Why dojo? Well, that's from my karate background. So for those who don't know, dojo means a hall or space for learning, usually for martial arts and sometimes for meditation. So theoretically, wherever you are listening to this podcast, and believe me, I do not need to know where, you can be called the dojo, not only if you are learning from my ramblings. (laughs) I'll give you my opinion and experience on martial arts from my perspective as a student and instructor over the years, and hopefully you will gain something from it. Why a podcast? For those who know me, doing a podcast may seem way off mark. I can hear them now. Lee, talking? Never. Um, In life, I am a man of few words. I don't really get involved in long conversations or sometimes talk at all. Um, This may come across as uh, rude or ignorant, which is sincerely not my intention. But I am always listening and taking it in. When I was a young lad immersed fully in any martial art related topics, I came across an old Chinese saying, the less you speak, the more valuable your words. I pretty much follow that to the letter, but I couldn't tell you if my words are valuable when I speak. I have to ask my wife. (laughs) But I'm sure I'll find out through the media of podcasting and hopefully through the listeners who I hope will get in contact. To help you with whatever it is you're working on, committing your valued time to, working hard to achieve, lessen the burden on your mind by dropping the reasons the benefits, the outcomes, the results. 
unlike the famous Nike ad campaign, just do it. Nike or Nike? I can never remember. When I play my guitar, yes, I play the guitar. I know what I need to do to improve my playing and skill level. I've been trying for years. The songs I want to try, the scales and chords that need practicing. But usually, the best session I have with a guitar is when I just sit there and just play. Not being concerned with any outcome or attaining a goal. Just playing, whatever comes to mind, and letting the moment influence me. The same can be applied to our martial arts training. We all know what we have to do to improve regarding our own personal goals and aspirations, for whatever reasons they may be. But every now and again, the most liberating sessions are the ones that require no need for an outcome or a result, leaving you to train freely without inhibition. Just like a famous martial artist once said, don't think, feel. Oh, what was his name? <laughs> Goals have their place. The feeling of having to do something. I have to go training. I have to work on this. I have to do this and that. Starts to create resentment in your mind. and places too much pressure on yourself and can be counterproductive. If you love it, You'll want to do it. Naturally become good as a result of wanting to do it because you love it, not because you have to for a result or an outcome. Try it for yourself. Every now and then. Whatever your next training session may be. Or guitar practice. Lessen the load on your mind and do it for the love of it. No result. No outcome. No benefit required. Just doing. It can be very refreshing and liberating. Then get back to moving forward with your own personal goals and aspirations. The last part of your pact is T for time. In today's society, everything is geared towards making our lives easier, faster and result driven. A quick fix is wanted on most things as our lives are busier than ever. Whether it's a diet, personal development, or wanting to become a celebrity, we want it now. But when it is concerned with our life and what we want to do with it, we have to invest time into it. Some things need time to grow and develop to ensure it has longevity and not just become a passing trend or fad. If your passion is to last for years to come, then make sure you invest time in it so it can grow and serve you well. Like a little acorn seed that can grow into a massive oak tree. Invest time in your passion. There is no minimum or maximum requirement on this, so don't be in a rush to see the results. We have this perception that life is short, and we must chase it at breakneck speed, whatever it is. Though we have more time than we think, it's nostalgia, hindsight, or personal tragedy that enforces this perception of time is in short supply. Even Facebook is showing us our memories and we all say, where did that time go? Though statistics show we are all living longer, so invest time in your passion. We all have 24 hours in the day. How we choose to use them is another matter. I'm 10 years in with my passion and I'm still investing time in it for the future. 
And we know that learning a martial art takes a lifetime, which we have no problem doing. So do the same for your passion or purpose. Some of you may be aware of an entrepreneur called Gary Vaynerchuk or Gary V. Along with his many skills, he's a social media expert. And his main advice to people in this fast-paced society is take time to build your brand. There is no rush. You can check him out on all social media sites. He's has some very good advice. That's Gary V. There will never be a better time to invest in yourself than now, as no one else will. Invest some time in you and your life. Watch it change and grow. Even when you think nothing is happening, have patience. Bide your time. And if you have done the groundwork, it will happen. So, now a question from Ian Abernethy. And those of you in the karate world, that name speaks for itself. And he asks, what elements have you picked up from outside of karate that you have now made a part of your karate? Well, back in 2008, I think, alongside my karate training, I started training in the Filipino martial arts, Jeet Kune Do, grappling arts, Muay Thai, under the banner of the Minnesota Kali group, which is led by Guru Rick Fay. I started by accident, really. I sourced out Ian because I knew there was more to kata. I then sourced out Jeff Thompson to learn about confrontation as you heard about my experiences in the previous question. And whilst training with Jeff, I met Al Peaslin and Mick Tully. I knew they were karate guys and they invited me to train with them. But once I did train with them, they didn't move like karate guys. So that intrigued me and I needed to learn more about what they were training in. So whilst on a course for one area, I ended up training in another area. But to me, movement is movement. There's only so many labels you can give a punch and a kick to. We all have two arms and two legs. So straight away I saw patterns of movement from these arts in karate. But seeing them in a different art allowed me to look at karate with fresh eyes so I could explore it deeper. Kali has a lot of good footwork movement drills. But again, that's what the angles in kata are for. And in karate circles, the angles in kata can still be misunderstood even today. So I use this to cross-reference both arts. Focus mist drills are very dynamic in Kali as well. And that influenced the way I designed my kata focus mitt drills. Also, Muay Thai has great conditioning drills and creates a solid foundation, which I have also incorporated. The principle of play in Kali and Panatukan has probably been the main element I have incorporated into my karate. I believe it's the best way to learn. Just the term play sets that tone, allowing you time to process what's going on in a drill, what's working or failing, time to respond, react, without any pressure of performance or outcomes, creating the ability to flow. So these are probably the main elements I've picked up. But Guru Rick Fay says it beautifully. He says, the arts included in Minnesota Kali Group are not there to replace your art. They are there to enhance it. And I have to totally agree with that statement. Here's another one I tried when improving an area of my martial art training. 
The usual resolutions this time of year are things like I want to lose weight, I want to get fit, but for those type of vague statements they need to be more detailed to stand a chance of succeeding. But personally I find more detailed resolutions also added additional pressure to succeed and tended to fall at the final hurdle usually by the middle of Feb. So when I wanted to improve my skills for the martial art of Carly, which is also known as a screamer or harness, I decided to keep it simple. All I set myself was a statement. Pick the sticks up every day. No time limit, no specific drill, as Carly has thousands of drills. No pressure, no certain time of the day, just pick them up. One or two sticks. Even if I picked them up, swung them and put them back down, I'd have succeeded. But anyone knows about Carly or a screamer, once you pick up the sticks, you automatically start drilling and moving and you won't put them down straight away. And it worked. I knew for me that trying to follow a detailed resolution telling me what, when, how often wouldn't suit me. But with something as simple as pick the sticks up every day, suited me down to the ground. Some sessions were short, some long and detailed, but it happened every day and lasted a lot longer than previous year's attempts. Though it did come crashing down when I was involved in a car crash, but hey-ho, suffice to say, I'm back at it now. So, if you want to improve a part of your martial art training this year, or your fitness, health and well-being, try breaking it down to a simple statement that takes away any pressure to achieve but will create a big change over the coming year. It doesn't need to have a detailed step-by-step -step goal description, but when accumulated over time, it will achieve a longer lasting lifestyle change, achieving better results than yet another resolution that fails by the end of January. This process is not a one-off or a one-hit wonder for it to be effective. It has to be repeated often with consistent feedback on your results, along with self-observation and reflection on your performance for this method to have lasting effects. So, next time you throw a punch or kick, make sure there is purpose behind it. Here are some tips to think about for your next training session. 1. What are you practicing for? 2. What is the target goal? 3. Be self-aware and observe your performance. 4. Feedback from each repetition feeds the next rep. 5. Understand the technique you're practicing. 6. Consistency is the key. So, when you're training, make sure your session is purposeful and not mindless. We all have a purpose on this spinning rock. We will have something to offer that this world needs, a path to follow, so to speak. Though follow suggests the path is already there, and it is to a certain degree, but you also have to create your path too. This can come from decisions you make, choices you take, and life events that can all shape change or create your path. I came out of university after studying leisure management and started a career in leisure as a lifeguard 
at a swimming pool. David Hasselhoff had nothing on me. <laughs> I didn't have a plan or a path to follow. I was just enjoying the job. It led me to wanting to progress in this field, and a career path was in place to follow, so I followed it. I wasn't training in karate at the time, but this career provided me with a lot of skills and experience I would later use as an instructor. So do you choose your path, or does it choose you? Like I said, at this point, I wasn't training or involved in karate, and I chose this career path in leisure and progressed quite well. But I believe it was preparing me for being an instructor. It was a piece of the puzzle that I needed. Going from A to B in life is never in a straight line, and our paths change, whether we notice it or not. And I was happy following this career path in leisure management. A couple of years later, my second son was born, which had an influence on my path, as working in leisure involved shift work and weekends. But I wanted to be on a regular nine to five so I could spend time with my sons and wife. And a job offer came along that allowed me to do that and stay in leisure. But crucially, this new job and new shift pattern allowed me to get back into karate training. I think my wife just wanted me out of the way. <laughs> so another path emerged, and that was the martial art path, which became the main one I followed and still do today. But I wouldn't recognise it for a while yet. A few years in, I got disillusioned with leisure management and took a complete U-turn and left it all behind, taking a factory job, which included shift work again. My career path was changing drastically, but my karate path was fully in place and getting stronger. I was well and truly hooked on all things karate and martial arts, like I was when I first started as a kid. So based on some life decisions, my paths were altering. But from my perspective, at the time, the changes weren't intentional. But a couple of years into my new career in the factory, I decided to open a karate club. I didn't set out to become an instructor, it just progressed that way. My karate training was going well, I was involved in assisting the instructor, which I enjoyed, I helped out on the squad, and a few of my friends and fellow training partners had opened their own clubs. So I thought, why not? It would be a good idea. And it f fitted in with my shift work at the factory. So looking back, opening my club was a major decision that altered my path. But yet again, I didn't notice it. As Steve Jobs said, you can't join the dots looking forward and when you look, only when you look back. And as I said, it was not my intention to become a full-time instructor. I just thought it was a good idea at the time. And I was comfortable with my career in the factory, which I was doing well at. If you have a clear career path or goal, then you have the ability to create and follow your own path. If you are unsure of your path, life has a way of putting things into place until the path reveals itself. Dojo Creed. Through my experiences in martial arts and karate over the years as both student and instructor, it led me to develop a dojo creed which is at the heart of my group to help guide students inside and outside of the dojo. And that creed is strength, respect, humility, generosity. And I usually try and get students' definitions of each word and we have some interesting responses. 
Strength is usually physical strength, but I try and guide them into mental strength. When things don't go our way and we're having bad days, we just need to put one foot in front of the other and take it day by day. Respect. Usually they say respect other people, which is great, but you must start with yourself first and others will then respect you. Humility. That's a funny one, because actually some said, isn't that to be humiliated? But being humble is considering others to be as important as yourself. We do not brag, we do not boast, we do not say I'm better than you, I have a higher grade than you. We always try and remain humble so we can continue learning. Generosity is giving and sharing. You share freely, not with the idea of receiving something in return. You find ways to give others happiness and give just for the joy of giving. And this is an interesting creed that I've had a lot of response back from my students over the years and they've actually used it for their work life and home life and training life.